0: People say that the MQL is dead. Most B2B SaaS companies have a process for collecting and defining marketing qualified leads. Those are MQLs if you didn't know. But we often talk with SaaS companies who haven't got a process for turning those marketing qualified leads into trials and demos. The result is that they see capturing MQLs as a low value activity. They stop making efforts to nurture prospects who aren't ready to buy on that basis. Now this can lead to a number of significant business challenges including problems filling the pipeline in future quarters, missing growth targets, and losing market share to competitors. In this episode, we'll look at why MQLs are still a valuable part of the customer life cycle, where SaaS companies go wrong in capturing MQLs, and how we've helped our clients to build valuable demand gen systems using MQLs. After listening, you'll have a solid understanding of how to think about generating MQLs in a way that helps you grow instead of simply meeting vanity targets. I'm Mark Thomas. I'm the head of growth at Powered by Search. And today I'm gonna talk you through some of the best knowledge that we have on building B2B SaaS businesses. Now, if any of this is interesting to you and you want to read more, you should go to our website. It's poweredbysearch.com and check us out there. MQLs are now seen as an artifact of the marketing process, rather than a stage in the buyer's journey. But they are more than that. The MQL stage is critical, sitting at the intersection of the stage in the buying process where potential customers know you and like you. Many companies fail to see the benefits of the MQL in the customer lifecycle because they cannot see it as part of a bigger picture. Even marketers often miss out on the value of MQLs and lose out on qualified prospects as a result. Successful B2B SaaS companies control as many touch points as possible and give accurate, helpful information to help buyers decide whether they go with you or with a competitor. Now, by not making the most of MQLs, companies fail to nurture their prospects, which brings in unqualified leads and places unnecessary pressure on the sales team. Let's dive into the most common reasons that companies struggle to make the most of their MQLs now. MQLs can be a useful part of your customer life cycle, but only if you know how to use them effectively. Although their value is well known, there are many reasons that SaaS companies fail to nurture and capture the buyer at this stage. A reason for this could simply be a failure to see MQLs as part of the bigger picture, or that many marketers know their inherent value but are so focused on bottom of funnel prospects that they don't want to invest in educating or motivating the prospect, creating a low quality pipeline of leads. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. There are three reasons that SaaS companies fail with MQLs. Let's look at the first of those now, seeing MQLs as a vanity metric. A narrative emerging in modern marketing and demand gen suggests avoiding MQL collection altogether in favor of using data enrichment tools such as Cognizant, ZoomInfo, and Clearbit, etc. Now, in this case, companies reach out to customers that fit a specific profile versus leading them to a page to fill out a form. And while this approach can reduce upfront friction, the prospect has not given you any permission to actually contact them and you could risk alienation and so distrust by taking this route. Disregarding an MQL is a seller-centric point of view, taking the emphasis off the customer or buyer and focusing on the easiest route for the marketer or the salesperson. This can be a real miss on the part of the company. Now, whether you know it or not, sales qualified leads were in the marketing qualified lead awareness stage at some point, but they may have been operating as anonymous users. By putting effort and thought into your MQL to trial and demo flow, you can guide these anonymous prospects along the process and guarantee higher opt-in and conversion rates. The second reason is thinking only in the short term. Nurturing prospects through the MQL stage may take longer, but it creates a more reliable pipeline of good fit customers in the long term. Teams focus solely on SQL or revenue based targets only try to convert the prospects who are ready to buy. But the MQL stage is important for prospects because it allows them to raise their hands in order to identify themselves with permission and receive personalized relevant information to help guide them on their buying journey. This builds trust and value in the customer company relationship early on and helps them to see your product as a valuable solution to their problems when they're ready to buy. This is often why the hard work in educating and motivating a prospect is neglected or seen as ineffective. The third thing that happens is that companies only see MQLs as a KPI. Companies want leads, but when you look at MQLs as a KPI, it becomes a numbers game where quantity trumps quality. For many marketing teams, getting someone to fill out a lead gen form indicates that they fit a particular ideal customer profile. That's an ICP from here on. But it doesn't matter if they convert or convert and eventually churn. They focus on, I got this number of people to download an ebook. My work is done. Now it's a problem for sales. And this can damage or hinder a company's growth. So instead of following trends and developing content that mimics other companies, Content marketing teams should learn about their customers' specific needs and address those needs accordingly. Let's look now at how we helped our client use MQLs to increase conversion and opt-in rates. As a player in a crowded financial space, our client's snap projections was up against a long-standing competitor that had significant market share. Now despite the competitor being around longer, we knew that our client could stand out through optimizing the customer lifecycle process. To optimize their MQL to SQL deal flow, we identified ways to reduce friction, introduce behavioral psychology, and make their content compelling and actionable. The result, snap projections found more value in their MQLs and increased opt-in rates significantly. Thanks to our methodology and tactics, we see higher than industry standard rates when working with clients to improve their MQL to trial flow. The industry benchmark rate for opt-in forms is 1 to 5%, but using our method, our clients see the rate of leads entering the funnel increase to 15 to 30%. And that's because when it comes to MQLs, our view is contrary. We see them as a valuable and necessary step in the buying process and vital to a company's long-term growth. So here's how to build a valuable demand gen system using MQLs. Having looked at the common errors that SaaS companies make when thinking about MQLs already, let's take a look at the strategy that we use to help SaaS companies build a solid pipeline of prospects using the MQL stage. A mistake that many B2B SaaS companies make is putting all of their time and energy into SQLs. The customer has an entire process they will go through before they ever buy anything from you. Increase the likelihood of a sale by showing your customers you understand what their needs are at each step and helping them develop their own understanding of how to solve that problem. Producing the right content for the right stage is one of the most effective ways to make the most of your MQLs. Examples of the types of lead magnets we found work well in B2B SaaS include problem and aware content. So things like books, quizzes, symptom-focused articles, category consumption, that's content that goes through the why, what, how, and what to do next regarding your product category. Then we've got problem aware content. So things that work here are checklists, webinars, guides, templates, solution aware content, Is calculators, buying guides, industry reports, product choice quizzes, scorecards, things like that. Product aware content, so case studies, comparison pages, use case pages, and ROI calculators. We developed our buyer awareness matrix. There's a link in the accompanying blog post as a way to show what type of content we share at specific stages, helping move prospects to the next level of awareness. Now, serving the right content at the right time can increase your chances of giving your audience what they need to move through to the next stage. Build offerings that are compelling and actionable. SaaS companies often create content that is complex, unactionable, hard to consume, and ultimately not aligned with the prospect's goals. Worse, it's often developed to keep up with the Joneses. And your competitor puts out a 30 page ebook. So, what do you do? you do exactly the same. Or you spend time and resources producing a webinar, but it's not very compelling for the buyer. To really drive growth, SaaS companies should think about creating content that is sage. That is simple, actionable, goal-oriented, and easy to consume. Now to effectively engage a prospect to move from MQL to trial or demo, you must identify problems felt by customers and offer solutions. To figure out what their problem was, reflect, or frame it back to them. As mentioned earlier, the buyer awareness matrix will help you identify what type of content to produce at which stage. Doing so makes your lead magnet content compelling, actionable, timely, and improves deal flow. Give prospects a chance to choose their own adventure by offering options on how they would like to engage with your brand. And many SaaS companies develop long, dense white papers for download when they should offer their prospects a quicker, more actionable report. The correct type of content is the one that solves the prospect's question and moves them further along the buyer awareness process. In the case of snap projections from earlier, competitors had lead magnets that were useful but were too bulky and not easily consumable. So by offering a one-page report that spoke precisely to the audience's needs, we help Snap Projections make their offerings more client-centric. Next up is connect landing page copy to customer awareness. Once we understand what stage of awareness the prospect is currently at, we optimize landing pages to speak directly to them. Aim for a friction-free flow by keeping your forms and copy tight. Ask only for information that's necessary. As we mentioned earlier, with snap projections, our research helped us identify that the target buyer was a problem aware buyer who is not yet aware of a better solution, ultimately our client solution. Our approach was to develop a product choice guide to increase solution awareness. The ebook that we produced addressed the question, How are the common problems experienced by a person at this stage of the buying awareness process solved by using a product like Snap Projections? Now on the client's lead magnet landing page, prospects are offered a short guide on seven critical mistakes to avoid. Growing their assets under management, that's AUM from here, is vital for financial advisors. Snap Projections helps them achieve higher AUMs by simplifying the financial planning process, increasing client engagement, and growing through referrals. Snap Projections also solves the problem of retention and scaling for financial advisors. And with that in mind, we created a lead magnet that's centered on this topic. Now, tapping into the attention, intent, desire, and action framework, that's ADA from here on out, we wrote more compelling copy to our landing pages. We tailored our copy to the audience's exact problem, positioned our offering as a solution, and found ways to encourage action based on desire embedded in the CTA. We kept the growth amount, both reasonable and achievable to encourage downloads, asking, are you looking to scale your assets under management by five to 15%? And then we optimize the lead magnet download thank you page. Now, typically, this page is overlooked. It's an underappreciated opportunity, though, to move people along in the funnel and provide them with more info at the time of interest to increase conversions. There are two big overlooked opportunities. Add visitors to these pages to remarketing audiences. And two, move visitors down the funnel. Let's look at number one. Firstly, we use the boomerang method. There's a great blog post on this on our website, by the way. Now, not everyone will convert on their first visit to your site or after downloading a lead magnet. However, by pixeling them on this page, you will be able to add them to remarketing audiences on social advertising platforms like Facebook and LinkedIn. This will allow you to nurture the MQL, even if they stop looking at your website. You'll find that a portion of MQLs who are remarketed to will return and qualify themselves further. And secondly, move prospects down the funnel by offering MQLs additional ways to engage. In this example, we offered people who downloaded the lead magnet for snap projections a way to choose their own speed. In this case, that was start a free trial. And by using lead magnet thank you pages to provide these prospects with a contextualized offer, we helped our client convert MQLs to SQLs at a rate of five to 10%. Let's pull this all together. MQLs being seen as a vanity metric or inefficient is why many B2B SaaS companies are not seeing their value. By implementing several strategies, including optimizing the thank you page, developing compelling and actionable content, reducing friction through the process, and having multiple pathways to engage, marketing teams can get the most out of their MQLs. Effectively using MQLs helps SaaS companies build a quality pipeline, hit growth targets, and stay ahead of their competitors. Putting the ideas from this episode and the accompanying blog post into action will help you ensure that you convert more MQLs into quality prospects, making your sales process run easier and your company scale more effectively. I'll see you next time. Now, if you enjoyed that today and you want to do something about your B2B SaaS marketing, you should get in touch with us. You can do that by going to poweredbysearch.com and checking out our assessment page, or you can browse the case studies and blogs that we have on the site. Now, if you're not ready to do that, definitely say hi anyway. You can ping me on Twitter. I'm a, I am Mark Thomas. that's Mark with a C, Or you can ping our founder and CEO, Dev Basu, and connect with us there. Looking forward to seeing you again for another episode.